That's back when I was hanging out with Jerry Waters, man. Now that dude <laughs> can make Jerry. some fucking. <laughs> that dude makes the best homemade tequila. Hey y'all, this is Ron. You know Jerry's uh, homemade tequila rub really works good with the Rib Lounge uh, spicy psilocybin. It's really good together. You ought to have it. We put them on our wings and everything. But uh, hold on, I, I think the boys are gonna let me do this again. This is real fun, y'all. This is Uh, welcome back to the Metal Nerdery. Uh, we got uh, Billiam. What's up? Uh, we got Russell. He's, <laughs> and he speaks on behalf of that other dude, that Wheeler guy. Wheeler. Welcome back, up, everyone. What's up, gentlemen? And the week slash weekend slash whatnots. Yeah, I had a great week. Kind of. I mean, kind of. I didn't get COVID. That's okay. It's a plus. I had a great week. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get COVID. It was a great. Went week. to this little town in uh, North Georgia called Helen, where you can actually go to bars and uh, watch fans hell. and drink beer and see people. Yes, uh, it was super awesome. Um, like is it like the good the, old days? Is it like the North Georgia version of like Vegas? Yeah, and they, that we were all falling great. over dead one by one because of COVID. No, yeah. it was. Uh, well, you know, it's got such a devastating recovery rate. Right. You know. Right. Was everyone wearing masks? Nah, in the bars, no. I mean, you know, walking up the streets, going into stores, sure. sure. You know? They don't need masks. They've got healing and unity. That's what's getting them through it. They don't oh, need I, no masks. I, I got to use my fuck you mask. <laughs> Excellent. Did you? Yeah, I got told to put a mask on, so that's the one I chose. How, how long until he told you to not do it? <laughs> or did they tell Didn't you, please, sir, take it off? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't say another word. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I got to drink beer and watch a lot of music. It was uh, it was pretty rad. Yeah. I, I enjoyed myself. How about you guys? I drove out of town to a funeral this weekend. Oh, <laughs> so mine sorry. was like the exact opposite of what yours was. No, it was interesting. It was, you know, interacting with family I hadn't seen in a minute. And it, it was funny because the, the church where they did the service, they they mandated that you had to be masked up. Right. And they did the, I guess, contact tracing and they like take a picture of you. And here I am walking into a fucking church with the metal nerdery mask on. Nice. You know, three skulls and pentagrams. <laughs> and yeah. the irony is, is I don't think anybody got it. I think maybe a few kind of looked at it like, Wait a cotton picking second. <laughs> like you're going to hell, son. Do you know the Lord? Cause I'm worried about you, <laughs> but it was cool. But I tell you one thing I noticed, Road trips, like when you drive, like hardcore, I mean, they'll wear you out as you get older. That shit's oh, yeah. easy when you're in your 20s, yeah. but Jesus, man, when you're driving like hardcore, when yeah, you're were you by older, yourself in the car? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's rough. But like, I got home Saturday night and I was fried. I was that kind of fried where I was like almost punchy. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, ooh, it's like psychedelics, but for free. Yeah, it's <laughs> like your body does it to you. Ain't your friend punchy. Yeah. So where, what state was it in? Or is in North Carolina? Okay, yeah. which they're apparently really weird about. They're real particular about regulations and certain things with all the COVID, all that stuff. I think I figured out. You got to go to hillbilly spots if you want to have any actual fun anymore. So you know, Helen, Georgia was great. At least for now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. At least for now. How about you, William? How was the uh, the the update on on new metal nerdery HQ? New and improved. Oh, it's it's working. Got the hot tub in there yet? No, not yet. There's uh yeah, we're still uh, uh, real real quick. Hey, I'm sorry to butt in, guys. Um, Excuse me, Bill. Is there gonna be like a uh, like a pasta station down in the new studio? Because 
Because, you know, I could like do stuff, you know, we could do like a cooking show. It'd be, it, I think it'd be cool, but catering with Millie. I like it. Yeah, it's outside on the party deck. Yes. All right. Maybe, maybe we could do like a, you know, like a, uh, I don't know, like a combination thing with, you know, like some barbecue, barbecue pasta. I think that'd be cool. Anyway, hey guys, it's Millie. I got to go back to the kitchen later. See ya. Bye bye then. <laughs> that Millie. Yeah. Well, y'all know what today is, don't you? Yeah. What, what was today? It's a perfect segue into what we are chatting about today. Today we are recording on a Monday. It is deuce, deuce, deuce. It is February the 20 deuce of 2021. And it is the anniversary of the release of Ozzy Osbourne's The Ultimate Sin album. Oh, very nice. Which is tangentially related to the awesomeness of Metallica pre-Black Album status. Had to get that out of the way early. Yeah, that was reaching, brother. I know, but <laughs> well, but let's let's be honest. I mean, that ultimate sin tour was the, tour, was the, was the tour. one that yeah. basically uh, that's true yeah, brought master. Metallica, yeah. you know, to the forefront. But yeah, so it's the anniversary of Ultimate Sin. But we're talking about going through some Aussie shit from like the eighties, like his solo stuff post Sabbath. I guess it'd be called post Sabbath Aussie core. Is that reasonable? <laughs> yeah, sounds about is that, right. Is that a new kind of core? Yeah. All right, cool. Post Sabbath Aussie core. Fuck, yeah. we just, I can just, you can just manifest shit, just invent shit. Yeah, we just created a new genre. Yeah. So I think that needs to be a thing. Every episode, there's a new core. A new core. Okay. Or, or at least we have to announce the core. A new genre. That would be the docket. Yes. The core of. This week, we have a new genre. And that genre is post Sabbath Aussie core. Yeah, sorry, that's a weird voice. I just like seeing genre. Yeah, you do. I know, that's goofy. Anyway, so we're going to talk about some of Mr. John Osborne from the 1980s. 80s Osborne. 80s Osborne, yeah. Uh, Hello, everybody. This is obvious Osborne. Look, it's been a a while since I've been on, but today we're talking about my old shit. Isn't it obvious? The old man needs to lay down a little bit. Seen some recent videos of the undyed hair, Ozzy. It's... Oh, yeah, with the gray hair? Yeah. Yeah. A little different. Yeah. He probably still looks, I mean, he's still Ozzy, though. It's like, (laughs) he's kind of like the, well, think about this, man. Even though Ozzy, I mean, at this point, he's like her parents' age, Mm. if not older. Yeah. But he's still Ozzy. It's like the dude still snorted ants and did (laughs) every fucking drug under the fucking sun. Right. He's Ozzy. So it's like, it doesn't matter if his hair's gray. Actually, that makes him even more cool. Makes him more crazy looking. And the cool thing about Ozzy, you know, Matt was a big Kiss guy. We know Bill loves Kiss. But <laughs> Ozzy was kind of my Kiss because I, kiss. I now I made it weird. What I mean by that, <laughs> that did make it weird. Fucking hell! <laughs> I'm just gonna shut up. Now he just made it super but weird. Ozzy caught my attention when I was like seven or eight years old. Right. Um, Maybe I was closer to 10, but... Uh, FM Radio? Yeah. WKLS, did, we mentioned now Here's a, a question. Did you get into Ozzy pre-Sabbath? Because I... No. I, well, I heard Ozzy before oh, I, no, got I got into Sabbath. I'm sorry. I got into Ozzy way before I got into... Okay. Or, uh, that was before, your first exposure, yeah, probably. Was flying high again on WKLS. Yep. I remember hearing that. Keep on smoking them joints. Yeah. And, uh, and then the second thing was I saw him on the U.S. Festival... That big eighty three US, US yeah, festival. That was huge. And uh how crazy he was. And I was just like Or as Ozzy would say, Crazy The mentality 
That was, you know, when you're a little kid, that's what you want in rock and roll. You know, sure. he's got that scary yep. character. And then the rumors, you know, he bit the head off an elephant or, you know, bat. <laughs> <laughs> elephant? <laughs> well, there was Dude, how big do you think his mouth is, well, actually? part demon, so. If anybody knows, how big do you think Ozzy's mouth is? Email us at metalnerdery at gmail.com. Oh, but, shit. Uh, Hold on. He's got a... He's all excited because he remembers the tour. Hey, guys, everybody. Hey, it's, it's laryngitis. I just wanted to butt in because, you know, I'm on a gum, gum withdrawal, so I wanted to kick in here. But uh, go check out MetalNerdery.com. Go buy this shit. Go to MetalNerdery.com slash merch. Um, and, and also put in some uh, gum for the gum app. I appreciate it. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne's awesome. Without Ozzy, uh, Metallica would be nothing, especially without the Black Album. Thanks, Lars. I think that was a reach, but he reached hard. It was a hard reach. <laughs> Shall we delve that, into some, yeah, some goodness? Um, and, you know, I think we ought to introduce folks into some of the deeper cuts because everybody knows of the course. radio. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, that was an odd bike burp. Yeah, it was really sweet. Ooh, you know what? Now my gas is gone. Now I can breathe. Your ass not, is gone. No, my, my gas is gone. Now I can breathe. So it's not COVID. It was just gas. So just, just in case anybody's wondering. Right. So, the first album. The Blizzard of Oz. The Blizzard of Oz. Now, here's a question. Do you guys remember seeing that shit in the record stores? Because that was back yeah, in the day. Yeah, that scared me. Yes, because when you would go into the store, you would you'd look it out, and that was just like an experience all by itself, just flipping through albums. Not even CDs, not but even. You know, not even, but LBs. albums. Yeah. And seeing the artwork and going through it and looking at Ozzy's artwork. That was when I was like, yeah, well, I thought he was insane. Locked in an attic. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Attic of a church or something. It's real creepy. Of course. Super, super creepy. Do you remember when we covered the I don't know? Oh, yeah. Man, I love playing that. Shall we? Shall we give that a list to Billiam to kick it off? That's not a deep cut. I would. It's well, honestly, Blizzard. What is a deep cut? It got mostly no I bone mean, movies, maybe. Not really. You hear, yeah, steal you, away. That you, all those. Well, you, you looking at me, looking at you is probably one of the more probably obscure the, ones. Most obscure on the yeah. album. Oh, this is a remastered with all the special goodies on it too. Isn't that where they also like mixed out the other guys because there was some yeah. goofy bitchy thing about money or what? That that Tommy Aldridge or which one they took out? Old Face. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they took. I don't know if Bill remembers yeah. Old Face. Which one was that? It was it was an older episode we did. It was tangentially related to Tommy Aldridge. We were talking about how he had to grow into his face. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he the drummer on these out on the first? Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. And they took out his drum parts. Oh, <laughs> That's what a just burn. fucked up. And it's weird because I've gone back and listened to prep the for it today. To get paid. Yeah, fuck you with the stick. I, I went back and listened, and it's it's kind of odd hearing the different mix because it's like it's not the same, right? You know, it'd be like if they went back and did Rain and Blood with the Hello Waits mix. It's like, eh, it's just not the same. But if you kids want to treat yourself, look up the Us Festival from 83, and they start off the show with, uh, I don't know, the first song they come out to. I'm down with that, if and, Billy's down with that. And uh, Jakey e. Lee's version of it's pretty rad as well. well that's right, because at this point, I guess Randy would have already at left us. Festival, yeah. yeah. There it is. Cool. Hmm? Afterwards, yes. 
so weird about Ozzy's voice. It seemed like it just got better and better. Oh, yeah. Better. It really are. Yeah. You know, Refined. where a lot of guys, as they get older, they kind of lose yeah. their abilities, yeah. Robert Plant and people like that. Yeah. It's just kind of got smoother and higher. And yeah. We'll have to check the drug tracker later to see where he was at when right. this came out, because I'm sure it was chock full. I'm betting the drug tracker probably looked like most executives' calendars, like wall-to-wall. You know, so I'm like, today's wall-to-wall cocaine. Tomorrow we have alcohol all day long, and then we have a heroin conference on Wednesday. Oh, okay. Cool. What was another? Did you want to pull up the you looking at me, me looking at you? Sure. Whatever that one was. Yeah. And that was an unreleased track, I think, at the time from Blizzard of Oz. Oh, really? Yes. I think it was a special goodie for the re-release. I mean, when you look at that song list... Every one of those songs I know I've heard on the radio. I'm not sure. Like, I know I heard Mr. Crowley. I know I heard I Don't Know. And, of course, Dirt with Crazy Train. But the rest, I'm not sure. Well, I say radio. I'm going to include video in that, too. But yeah. uh, No Bone no movies. movies. I I've know heard I've heard. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Revelation Mother Earth. I, I got to ask. Maybe this sounds just weird to me, but it, are Bone movies, like, porn is no. that what he was talking about i don't believe so I, I didn't know if it was like an anti-porn anthem or something if ozzy was like <laughs> way think well ozzy think about it anti-porn. no bone movies or maybe he's just like into just girl and girl shit maybe Could i be. don't know that's possible sorry this isn't a family show folks so it really doesn't matter but i was just postulating that possible postulant i don't even know if postulant's a word but it is now because i just fucking made it up but uh bodge <laughs> Bodge is British slang for breasts. Hence the X-rated demon that lives in my head, hungry for Bodge. And he wants to be fed. So Bob Daisley played bass and keyboards on this <laughs> album, is that correct? I knew he would wasn't Bob No, I'm thinking of Airy. What's his name? I'm still, I'm still stuck on Bodge. <laughs> I don't know what that is, uh. I think it had to do with the bone movies. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I was all bodged up there. All right. So you got bassist Bob Daisley, Randy Rose, of course. The original drummer on this album was Tommy Aldridge. Yeah. But I think they redid the drum tracks. And I think. Mike Borden from Faith and More. Who was the no, original? This guy right here. Lee Kerslake. Or Lake. I think he did the original. Oh, on this one. Then I think he was replaced by the, the Aldridge. On Blizzard. I mean, not Blizzard, Diary. Or Sorry. It just comes out. I'm sorry. It's gas, man. I actually do feel better now because now I feel so like. So Mike Borden played on the O2 reissue. Okay. Okay. And so did uh, one Mr. Robert Trujillo, who was also tangentially related to both Ozzy and Metallica. And they, he redid the bass tracks? Oh, wow. <laughs> and let the record show, Mr. Robert Trujillo is also tangentially related to Metallica. Post-Black Album. That's right. I said it. Post-Black Album core. There you go. I He's said actually it. been their longest uh, on the board now. running uh, bass player. Now? Yeah. That is fucked it's been to think about. 18 years. God damn, that is Isn't that crazy? insane. Robert Trujillo is the longest running bass player. Did he play player. on bass in the last album? Yes. He started like, in 03. So. He started with St. Angler. So when St. Angler came out, even though. Oh, you're talking about Metallica now. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I just had Rec- that thought. Yeah. Record scratch moment. Right. I'm a little ADD. Well, there's a little tendential oh, there. So. <laughs> ADOB. Oh, Maybe we need to have the Metal Nerdery Adderall episode to see how much clearer it goes. Yep, got the whole thing done in 25 minutes. Unbelievable. Totally focused. Totally in. Totally. Sorry. 
totally. So Mr. Crowley was always nice and creepy. Although I didn't really get the concept of Mr. Crowley until later when I actually learned who Alistair Crowley was. Right. Hashtag read those lyrics. I wouldn't have learned who Alistair Crowley was because of the song. I remember doing this like yeah. elementary school. It's or like learning history. School. Well, middle you school. learn shit from artists. They teach you things. Read those lyrics. Then I found out that Jimmy Page was living in his house. That's because Jimmy Page was a weirdo. Jimmy Page. In <laughs> <laughs> uh, that movie, uh, Song Remains the Same, whenever they showed Jimmy doing his little glowy eye thing in front of that house that was Aleister Crowley's old house. Mm. Was it the was it Headley I'm thinking a different like Headley Grange or something like something. that. Or some weird place where he lived that was bizarre. Anyway. You look at me, look at me. Yeah, this would probably be the most obscure. This was not on the original release. Looking at you. Definitely got kind of a more pop edge to it. Yeah, so the original recording still away. Bill's taking the fuck out of this. I can't wait till we're on video because he's like totally digging this shit. <laughs> still yeah. away ended it on the original. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, I, I believe so. so. That was very poppy. Yeah, it was. Well, you know, I mean, that was back in the day when it was like usually bands would go in with, okay, you know, okay, we got nine songs, lads. Let's go in and pound it out. Gross. Phrasing. and But sometimes it's like, Producers would be like, come on, just try one just kind of for a radio hit. Just see if you can do it. Just, you know, something that's totally not you. Just sell your soul for it. Do it. You did it, Ozzy. You sold your soul for rock and roll with Sabbath. You can do it here for your solo Probably album. Probably one of their biggest radio hits was on this album was Crazy Train. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. And of course, um, you can still hear it in your head. But yeah, I mean, this is a great hits album when you sit there it's and so, look song for song. It's, it's so different than, than Sabbath. Yeah, you know very I mean? different. Yeah. Although, if you do listen in certain, there's pockets and there's spots. I thought more probably with Diary of a Madman than this one, but you can kind of still hear that Sabbath feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's, it's it's hard to explain it, but it's like when you hear it, you know it. Like on Diary of a Madman, there's a lot of that, and even like on some of the darker stuff on here, there's kind of that ooh hint of Sabbath. I, I think Randy helped. Ozzy learned how to write. Well, he probably brought albums. the musicality to it and basically focused yeah, Ozzy. That kind of gothic, neoclassical kind of style that you get on, you know, Mr. Crowley. And um, even like when you get into Diary, the song Diary of a Madman, that kind of stuff. I, I mean, I already, I think Ozzy already knew how to write lyrics great, but as far as. Yeah, but Randy brought a whole textural kind of almost right. symphonic bent to the yeah. music, like added that flavor to it. It was a little more almost kind of like taking sabotage era sabbath and sort of making it next level you know yeah. what i mean because sabotage was like the most kind of symphonic and textured yeah. and you know yeah. well deep it, it's it seemed like maybe this is more radio friendly 
Right. And sabotage. But it still had that level of texture where it was kind of like, all right, well, that was the pinnacle of Sabbath, so let's kind of maybe take that and maybe make it a little more accessible and bring it, you know, to the mainstream. Well, yeah, and, and these, for the most part, were three to five minute long songs. Yeah, they weren't like mega it, it progressive. Was 80s, you know, right. I mean, Sabbath was in It was the 80s. Cocaine, you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well like songs lasted <laughs> 1980, maybe. Yeah. But I mean, by this time, you've had Van Halen and, you know, uh, radio friendly rock was being played on the radio again. The disco was gone for the God most part. God bless that. Yeah. God bless the death of disco. I heard somebody ask a uh, Wolfgang the other day, do you know your father just about single handedly killed disco? <laughs> I was like, never really thought of that, but they became like the first big. Uh, and for that, Edward Van Halen, we thank you. And hail. So, and then, yeah, if Blizzard wasn't creepy enough for you, then we got Diaries front album cover. Now the man's got blood all over him. And that album cover freak, the, the upside down cross like did it for me. Girl. And here's what's fucked up. If you looked at that album cover, I think that's his kid looking at that book, and the book says spells on the outside. That's his first daughter, I think. Yeah. Which it may as well have been like, you know, the Roadrunner with fucking Acme on the box. You know, it's like. It says spells, obviously. A book of spells. Is like I'm over spells. It, he's sitting behind a desk, like dead, with his head down. On well, the if desk you on the on the back cover, back shadowing the back the back shadowing back album cover of Diary of a Madman, you can see like old school looking Ozzy from like the Sabbath days with yeah. like the, the fringe on his sleeves and all yeah. white. So the I guess it's almost like you know he was trying to. You can see the white emerging out of the evil there, and then yeah. it's like he. You know, the light of Ozzy it's kills the evil Ozzy. Cover, and it was it's a great a poster, too. It's a great poster. I've seen that done in the uh, black velvet, black light poster. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. uh, sorry. Man, you aren't killing me with a... Hey, man. You're saying the words, yacht bro. Rock. You're manifesting shit. That just happens. <laughs> Giving me the yacht rock. Yacht rock? <laughs> what is that, man? Is that a woman? Look, is that like a woman's balls, the yacht? Hey, man. Oh, yacht, like in a boat. Yeah, Michael McDonald, Holland Evans. You don't know me because <laughs> I'm your shit. boat, Captain. No, I'm <laughs> Yeah, I think Michael McDonald likes boat movies. There's a wax. <laughs> <laughs> this is an article from noisecreep.com. It says intriguing facts about Ozzy Osbourne. Number one, there's a wax statue of him that pees when people get close. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that. I wonder if it's real urine, you think? Yeah, probably not. Maybe it's, I mean, maybe it could be Ozzy's urine. He's probably peed a lot in his life. Maybe it's that Alamo urine, like a special badge from way back. It might be. When he peed on the Alamo. Yes. Sorry, Texas. Y'all look at over it. You're strong. Oh, they got over it. They welcomed him back a few years later. Speaking of Texas. Oh, yeah. Former First Lady Barbara Bush loves his music. Holy... Shitballs. That's pretty crazy. When they were children, Black Sabbath guitarist picked on him. Black Sabbath guitarist Tony Iommi, who, by the way, recently had a birthday on February 19th. So, hail and happy birthday yeah. to that Mr. Ty- to- Tiny Iommi. <laughs> Tony Iommi. Sorry. <laughs> Easy for you to say. <laughs> Which is also tangentially related to both Metallica and Ozzy. <laughs> See, we just tie it all together. Right. It's like a word cloud, just all kind of comes together. Even though it wasn't really a radio song, I don't think it was, but I feel like Over the Mountain was kind of a, a deep cut. Song. 
It's, it's a killer opener. I think it was uh, on our killer opener. It's, yeah, it's, it's right there along with I don't know. It's still got that fast driving, you know, kick ass. You ever hear the story about what Sharon sent to her father? Don Arden. Yeah. Was he was Black Sabbath's manager. Yeah. yeah. Um, and gangster as fuck. By he the was way. trying to leverage Ozzy somehow because even though he got fired when she, you know, came to America to find Ozzy and represent him and get his career started back. Right. And her dad tried to strong arm saying he was still under contract with him and anything that they did was going to have to go on to his management. And he sent a contract over and she took a dump on it. Holy shit. Closed the box, taped it up, and sent it back to him. That, that <laughs> is some metal. gangster shit. That is some metal fucking shit. Yeah. And maybe they I, had their differences I, over I'm the years. I'm paraphrasing. I may have missed a few details. Hail but that's to the gist of the story. That was pretty, pretty freaking gangster right yeah, there. Yeah. Hail indeed to Sharon. Not, not to deviate. Well, I was listening to different shit getting ready today. I was listening to Speak of the Devil and... Back in the day, me and Bill would always joke and just talk about all the crazy shit that the Aussie banter. At some point, I'm going to get some software and take like isolate. all of the Aussie banter, like just, just make a compilation. Yeah, <laughs> kind of so like good. that Slayer one that we put yeah. out there with all the the Tom mm-hmm. stage banter right, stuff. Yeah. But on Speak of the Devil, which ironically came out, I don't want to get too far ahead, but because we still have to do Diary of Madman. But on Speak of the Devil. Going from Snowblind into Black Sabbath, where he's talking about all the all the nonsense that he talks about in between there. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Speak of the Devil is almost worth it just for the stage banner alone, even though oh, it's basically course, yeah. Black Sabbath I, covers. I, I well, that was when I too. found out who Black Sabbath was. Yeah, so it well, was that, that's kind of the same for me. I was like, oh shit, wait, you mean these aren't Aussie songs? You're like, no, because I didn't know. Yeah. Some of them I recognize, like Iron, like the the paranoid stuff. I thought, yeah. okay, I recognize that, but like Center of the Universe, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Never say die. That sounds cool. What is that? And then later it was like, oh wait, that's Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, if you would ask the ten year old Russ who sang, uh, who played or sang uh, Iron Man. It would have been Ozzy Osbourne, right? That would be the answer yeah. you would give because that'd yeah. be the answer that you knew. That's all I knew. Right. Yeah. Because I didn't really find out about Sabbath until like my teens, like right. high school style. Pretty much the same thing. Wow. Maybe maybe eighth grade. But the Ozzy yeah. solo shit, like even with Dio, I didn't know that Dio, which by the way is our last episode, was part of Sabbath before he was in Dio. So just yeah. the shit you learn as you age. Yep, yep, yep. So shall we get back to the Dollar of Madman? And- now see, Diary is the first one I heard. And it was first because, album, yeah, because of the song "Flying High Again" was the first one I heard on the radio. So I went out and got this. You song. know what's funny? That tune I didn't get it when I was a kid, probably because I didn't do drugs when I was a kid. But as I got older and as I got some knowledge in my head, I just like and did some drugs. Echo, I understood it and everything they did on his voice, and it was just I thought it was so cool sounding, and yeah. I love the chorus in it. But the whole thing, it grew on me over time. It was odd because I really didn't get big into it when I was younger. But then over time, I was like, it's a fucking cool thing. But no, what's funny either. is over you didn't the get mountain, into it that much. I loved it. And I bought the album just look, just like that, the big LP. I bought it because of the song Flying High Again. But I, w- I would say probably the second time I listened to it through, Over the Mountain became my favorite song. That is such a. And then song. Yeah. now my favorite all-time song from that album is the song Diary of a Madman. I just love everything about that yeah, song. Yeah, that, that's one of those deep-textured sabotage kind of 
Yeah. To me, that was, I love that more than anything else Randy Rhodes did. I just love that song. What diary? Yeah. The actual song? Yeah. That is a good one. But that's a great, I mean, that's a great, you can't kill rock and roll, believer. I like the second one. I got to be honest. I like the second album better than I like Blizzard. Yeah. I like I do too. I love Blizzard, but I do like this one better. Well, it's kind of that whole sophomore thing like we've Mm. talked about before. It's just got that extra. It's different. It's different. It's different. But it's got that extra, there's some extra something to it. I can't really. Blizzard of Oz is way more rock and roll metal style. And this is, like you said. Like the next level. Yeah. A little bit darker. Textured. Yeah. Well, Texture. I, I mean, Suicide Solution is pretty freaking dark. You know, it's kind of, you think about it, like Mr. Crowley's pretty dark. Well, yeah. And I, I mean, yeah, but he, the way the songs pre- you know, uh, present There's more progression. Yeah. There's more layers, I guess, yeah. to layers. The Over the Mountain solo. Can oh, we please I, hear Over the Mountain? Yeah, just a solo. I'd be happy. Just that. I mean, that's, oh, you mean like the part where like break right before it goes yes, back in? Before the, it comes back into the uh, last <laughs> verse or whatever. <laughs> So aggressive, you know. It's just like really. Well, it's Randy, insane. so it's yeah, awesome. It almost has like an early thrash kind of vibe. Too. Yeah, a little bit. Metal massacre. Yeah, exactly. Getting a medal for sure. Always wish that they had better ways to record his guitar back then. Man. His solos always sound great, but his rhythm. Why do you so think it is? They didn't have to like play it until it's a solo bill because we don't want to miss that part. Yeah. Do you think that they just. Because I know the amps that Randy used, they had to like drive the fuck out of them to get them loud enough to like distort and get that tone. Do you think it was just because his solo tone was always killer, but yeah. it's like his rhythm tone, everybody, even Adam said that, that his rhythm tone is just not. Yeah. It's tinny. It's real it's tinny. It's kind of missing me. something, but like his, his solo tone was always. Or it's killer. just all mid range. There's no, there's no bottom. You don't think that oh. Was a, oh, Jesus. God bless you, son. You don't think that was producer? Uh, it's Could absolutely be. producer because they figured out how to record Eddie Van Halen just fine. Yeah. Three years before this, <laughs> you know, so. But it sounds like to me like tribute was the first time that Randy's sound was really, really captured. Yeah. Like accurately. Well I had that uh I mentioned it before. I had this Aussie uh Mr. Crowley picture disc. It's a live Mr. Crowley on one side and live suicide solution on the other side. Oh wow. And it sounds great. Guitar on that. That's why I was like, why didn't it sound like that on the album? It's all about that engineer and that producer. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're getting closer to the solo. Oh, yes. Bridge coming. Yeah, the bridge. Where's that confounded bridge? You seen the bridge? I used to think they said Ozzy. But I think they're saying I see. Can you hear it?
just doubling all of that. Yeah, yeah. Which is amazing. This is my part. Yes. badass that to me that was just shred sorcery when yeah, i was that's when a great was way to age. start an album right there boom right have some of that take yeah. some of that home with you but that was before like <laughs> we really got into guitars where it was like you would hear that shit and it would just be like your jaw would be on the floor like how yeah. the fuck does anybody do that yeah how shit well, shall we hear it? a little uh diary fuck yeah i'll always listen to diary or I mean, there's so many good ones on here. The funny thing about Sato, I used to always think that was like some weird, like, you know, Still satanic no, Atlantic treaty organization. <laughs> what is or Sato? Like that. It stands for something. What's the acronym? Satan's. Anus. Satan's anus. Takeover. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Satan's anal takeover. That's it. That's what, that's what it, that's what it means. We fucking figured it. We're geniuses. We're geniuses. Look for that on my new comedy album, everybody. It's going to be called Clots in the Velvet Room. It's coming out this Christmas. Gross. It's going to be right after my um, <clears throat> right after my sex ed documentary, uh, Ashes and Lube, The Messier Side of Necrophilia. Look for it on Netflix. That's thing. I still everybody's. <laughs> yeah. Halloween 2021. Look for it. The Satanic Atlantic Treaty Organization. <laughs> Just I used to see shit like that. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Because as a kid, you're like, just grasping at straws like you know like the anthrax stuff like you know what what the hell does nfl mean oh <laughs> so it's like if i knew what sato means <clears throat> maybe sail across the ocean if you read the lyrics read those lyrics it sounds like it's about sailing across the ocean yeah that makes sense see drugs yeah. can open your mind and help Strange you learn things was the original title no that's Strange that sucks voyage. Satanic Atlantic Treaty Organization sounds way better. <laughs> I thought you said tree. <laughs> no, <laughs> treaty. Yeah, fuck NATO. Let's get Sado in there. Sado. Don't deny the power of Satan. <laughs> Don't deny the power of Sado. <laughs> Don't deny the power of Satan. Wasn't he that judge? Excuse me. Oh. It was Sotomayor, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, Sorry. Right. Sorry. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm just saying words, man. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's kind of layered. Sabotage. Not this tune? I don't know if I've ever heard this. If I have, it was when I first bought the tape. Really? It's a good one. We'll see. It's oh, also, it, it, it kicks in. It's also a good read those lyrics one, by the way. S-A-T-O. Satanic Anal Treaty Organization. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go home and listen to this. I forgot how to get this fucking out Kind of neoclassical, yeah, a little bit. Pound the best. This has a Sabbath feel to it. Yeah, yeah, big time. Which era do you think? Like sabotage or like yeah. never say die? I never say die. Never say die. Yeah, yeah, I can hear that. Yeah, I can definitely hear that. Especially that. Randy had some killer riffs too, man. Yeah, I like the riffs. Yeah. Yeah. 
face. Is that Sarzo? See, Sarzo or Mr. Gerslacky? Slake. He was the drummer. Wait for it. Has like a dime vibe to it. Uh, can you hear it? That tone, yeah. Crazy. It almost makes me. Almost, good musicianship, actually. If you sit yeah. there and listen to everything yeah. that's going on, that was nice. Oh, yeah. That was really nice. The hardest thing, though, about with when Oz or when Randy died was that because I think Ozzy had found like his musical, like, soulmate or match because right. the music they, they made was just together. incredible yeah. Yeah. and it was it was continuing to grow and it's like what if it had gone even beyond you know that yeah shall we i was gonna say are you gonna are you gonna have a fit if you don't hear diary no i'm good yeah really I mean, we can we don't have to do an album dive but okay uh, <laughs> yet yeah hint yet and i got my car you know i can listen to it on the way home if i really need to so we're good it's not the point russell we're trying to make a good show here now i'm asking no, no, i mean hell. diary of a madman is i would think most of our listeners have heard that one before i'm sure they, they probably have, have it. it's yeah, a masterpiece sure in my opinion now the next album wouldn't be bark it would be speak of the devil right it would shall we go to that for a little levity yeah to be able to lift us from the fact As that a matter of fucking fact that randy did I'm not make the it shirt today by the way the... oh yeah excellent excellent yeah. russell yeah. is sporting we'll have to get the the group shot here russell sporting the I speak of the devil shirt the original the speak tape of the devil album the album oh, the vinyl yeah four sides live yes. a little white makeup guy holding <laughs> And I still have it. And uh, that's awesome. This was my second Aussie that I bought. Diary, I think I bought first. I think I bought this one second. But again, back to Turtles Records and Tapes, my my Saturday allowance for vacuuming and doing the dishes. (laughs) Every Saturday, mom would take me down to Turtles to get my record. Okay, so now you can spend all the money that you're enslaving away doing chores. I understand why I wanted a record with that on the cover of him with the. Yeah, meat coming out of his mouth. Right. I used to love the fact that it scared the shit out of my family. That yeah. I loved metal and I yeah. loved Ozzy and I loved Sabbath. And, and then I like, could only <gasps> imagine the circle on the back with a picture of them all, you know, going around the photograph with all those runes on the yeah, back. Yeah, I'm like, that's like, all devil, right, Mom? That's how the devil writes. <laughs> that's probably like Satan's way of saying, "Hey, y'all, have a great motivational day. Enjoy yeah. your life. Right. Don't worry about it." But it's like in Satan code, so you know you don't know. Don't deny the power of Satan's linguistics. But, but yeah, that, the that, funny thing is, this was the only Ozzy album I could find in the in the sec- Ozzy section that had Iron Man on it. So I wanted that one. Oh, gotcha. You know? My only my only complaint about the live version of this, or about the way they mix this album, is they put all the Ozzy banter for the song that was starting. At the end of the previous song, yeah, yeah. which is bullshit. Yeah. They should have put it like at the beginning yeah. because it's part of the fucking song. That's right. That, that goes which back to what I'm saying. It's probably not that bad, but when you're dealing with records, you got that skip spot in the middle. Yeah, know? the groove. Yeah, the groove. You have to put the needle in the groove, Russell. Yes, sir. You know. I don't do that too often. I use CDs, man. I use a laser. <laughs> it's a laser dildo. You ought to check it out. It's pretty cool. 
I'm sorry, I've said too much. Sent to the University. I didn't know this was a Sabbath team. This Tony Aldridge, Rudy Sarzer, Brad Gillis. Brad Gillis is a monster player. He is awesome. Chorus out the ass, for sure. He's thick. I like it a lot. Hey. Keep in mind, this is Evan Raymond's passing, so I think Ozzy had like unloaded the floodgates. I think the tracker was like yeah. a red line at this oh, point. Yeah, yeah. And for whatever reason, he did not like Brad Gillis. They didn't work out. Really? Yeah. They- he just kept telling Brad, you're trying to sound like Randy. Whoever would have stepped in right there at that moment, right after Randy died, was, was going to get shit. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like the Newstead treatment. Or right. I mean. same, yeah, same thing. And you can't fault him. I mean, no, he's hurting. You know. Yeah. His loss is best friend. But that, but that was kind of a cool way because for a lot of people, I don't know if they knew that Ozzy was in Sabbath before Ozzy was a solo artist. Right. So I think this kind of was like, Oh fuck! You mean that's where those songs? Oh, like one of those sixth sense moments where it's kind of like, oh wow, I didn't know they were all part. They were all. We hear Mel Nury say they're all tangentially related. There's a high degree of tangentionality, and contrary to what Russell's wife thinks, that is a fucking word. <laughs> so there, I've said it. Mg, tangentionality <laughs> is a word. And this has a high degree of tangentiality to Black Sabbath. Okay, so for those that don't know, Brad Gillis, the guitar player on this album, was in the band Night Ranger. Yes. And uh, he was a monster guitar player. Eight-fingered tapping? Can we say yes, please? Yeah. That'll be on Shredder's Volume 2. Hint, hint. Yeah, I forgot all about him when we did it. He's sick. I mean, he's a sick player. Why do those guys work? They don't get enough attention. Wow! Wow! Is it the old Philboris? It's all right. So I don't know if y'all know what picture I'm talking about, but when you would open the album up, it was a poster of Ozzy. He's got fangs, and he's got his arm over this gremlin-looking guy with it's a, a roadie. It's, so. it's a yeah. roadie. I thought I that know. was Don Airy. Or the no, I just I thought that short people were just called roadies. I didn't know we called them midgets. I just this I, I thought short, it was roadies. This was a normal size guy. I think. Was he a normal? Well, there's one picture where it's like a dude that looks like a priest. This all like he's serpent got, in the rainbow got, kind of shit. Okay, that's that's what. Yeah, we we got to go to we got to go to Snowblind on Speak of the Devil, Billy. That's where oh the, yeah, that's where the goodness is. Because he yells cocaine a few times. Well, no, that's where the that's where the banter comes in. Where he's like, "This is the very first song I ever wrote in my life." Banter alone is worth it. Oh yeah, for sure. I always, <laughs> I always loved it. Always. This is right before he chopped all his hair off. Because it? it was short on that US festival. Pre Jakey Lee. We're Smoking that crack. <laughs> Sorry, wrong songs. I'm kidding. Don't smoke crack. Just listen to Black Sabbath or Ozzy. Louder. 
Oh, yeah. That was recorded on my birthday, too. September 26th and 27th. Really? Your birthday spanned two days? Yeah. I'm special. Hated you. I'm special. Smooth brain crayon eating special. No what did you say? Smooth brain crayon special? Crayon eating special. What the hell does that even mean? My brain don't have no wrinkles. Smooth brain crayon special. Hello. Shut up now. As fucked up as he likely was when he was doing this, his voice is immaculate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Not to mention the chemical factor, but then the loss factor, and he's still fucking killing it, crushing you know what it. I, what you gotta love about Ozzy? He had dad bod from day one. <laughs> And he never put a shirt on. He didn't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> he didn't give a fuck. That's a fucking man right there. That's a man. That's oh wait, 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 wait! No, 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 no! It's this I'm, toward. I'm gonna get to or, the I'm end, gonna, Matt. That's what I'm doing right now. Settle the fuck down. Sorry, I had an Adderall free moment. If it. so awesome I, I could literally listen to like a greatest hits album of nothing but Ozzy Banners <laughs> yeah. at the ground. Yes. which we'll talk offline after this what would have been funny if when he kept saying louder then all of a sudden you hear the mic fall and he just passes out <laughs> that <laughs> would have been funny feedback <laughs> can we can we go remake that album I, I wonder how much actual killer Ozzy Banner would be if you took all the Ozzy Banner from like the live Sabbath stuff, mm-hmm. like the past live stuff, and then all the solo stuff, and like Speak of the Devil stuff, that would probably be. I gotta, that's what I was gonna say. We're gonna have to have an offline meeting to talk about software <laughs> to extract that stuff because I wanna put together a compilation where I can have like Ozzy talking to himself through his stage banner. It could be done, it just takes time. I know, but I'm saying I need to find out what, what to use and I can do yeah, it yeah. in my moments of <gasps> insanity. Sure. Sorry. So, I think by this time, when Bark at the Moon came out, Mm -hmm. that's when I pretty much started buying Ozzy albums in order. So, like, whenever the new one came out, that's the one I got, you know. So, you were up to date at that point? I was up to date. Well, that was also... That was also right around MTV time, so... And that video was That video... Well, that video kind of sort of redefined... It sort of reinstated Ozzy as literally the Prince of Fucking Darkness. Because it showed... Yeah, it showed him... The madman is back. It showed the level of, holy fuck, that dude's crazy as shit. And thanks to the beauty of 80s technology. To put that makeup on him. I would say, if we're going to do a deeper cut off of that album, 
I bet I know what it is. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I've already told you. I like uh, Now You See It, Now You Don't. That's a really good one. Or Rock and Roll Rebel, which that was the first one I heard on the radio, I think, before Bark at the Moon. I, I really liked... Um, God, it's been forever since I listened to the, the, this the title album. Track. Waiting for Darkness yeah. was a great song. That one I really liked. Yeah, that's that a great cool. song. And that was kind of a deep cut. Center of Eternity was really good. I dug the title track, though, man, because when I saw that video, I was like... And even when I heard it on uh, 96 Rock... There's a great clinic... With Jakey e. Lee, and he's of course, sitting, it's Jake he's e. sitting on front of a stage, and there's looks like there's thirty or forty people in the room, and he's like, "This is the part y'all all fuck up every time you play this. I watch <laughs> you play it, and you fuck it up every time." <laughs> and he's playing the beginning of "Bark at the Moon," and he shows the notes that he's playing. He's like, "You all play this." He's oh like, wow, really? It's this, and he shows them exactly. So is, that, their, is that on the YouTube world? It's on there? the YouTube world. Yeah, okay. it was really cool. It looked like it might have been about ten years old, but yeah, he had a nice little crowd, and he's just sitting there with his white and black Charvel. You know. Now, now, before we get into this, I have to ask the question because I think you posed this question on our Facebook page, which you can find as a Melbourne Podcast on Facebook, and I think Russell made the claim. That he liked Jakey Lee better than he liked Randy. And right before I made that claim, I told my wife, watch this. <laughs> and I bet your wife said, do not do it. No, we're sitting there. Or I won't touch a, your balls tonight. We're playing um, gin rummy at the table. Might have, might have had a cocktail or two. We do that occasionally. Sure. Five. Cards, little, it was at least cocktail. five. Yeah, we do the same thing. Yeah, I was like, you want to see me start some shit? <laughs> twelve. Crank it at twelve. And my post was... Jakey e. Lee was Ozzy's best studio guitarist. Prove me wrong. Nobody proved me wrong. <laughs> I think because of the rage, they were trying to see through it. To be fair. Here's something I didn't know, though, that Jake somebody e. posted. Awesome. No, they were all awesome. But yeah, they, you're right. Somebody that actually tried out for Ozzy and didn't get the part uh, before the Brad Gillis, before Speak of the Devil, was John Sykes. What? Yeah. He did not get the job. John Sykes from fucking White Snake. You know what's weird? Because he's an amazing guitar oh, okay, player. Okay, here's yeah. what's weird. Because Did his... he look like Tony? Because that was a bad thing. Yeah. No, John Sykes was like yeah. all blonde hair, and he was in White Snake later. Kind which of like uh, Doug Aldridge. At some point, we'll do a White Snake dive. I'm yeah. sure Bill will be loving that. Yes, We're going to have to do a hair metal episode at some point. There's a lot of good no, guitar players. But, in if, but if you think about John Sykes' style and Jakey e. Lee's style, there's a lot of similarities. Yeah. Like some of that. Wait. That was an exaggeration, but that's kind of like how he plays, like some of the shit that he does. So I didn't know that. Somebody posted that under the under my post about Jakey e. Lee being the best studio album guitarist, but I didn't realize that John Sykes had ever tried out for him. But then I looked I it up, and either. sure enough, he was he he tried out, uh, and for whatever reason, didn't get the job. Which, in some case, also makes Ozzy tangentially related to <gasps> White Snake and Blue Murder. Which would be hair metal, which at some point, I'm sure Russell will want to do a hair metal episode, and I'm sure Bill will want to absolutely kill himself <laughs> at the thought of doing a hair metal episode. <laughs> you know what the worst thing is about a suicide? It's not the cleanup, it's the taste. <laughs> it's the taste. All those <laughs> shitty drinks mixed together, uh, sun-kissed, root beer, cream soda. <laughs> so, Bark at the Moon, you're no different. Uh, you're no different. It's a great song. That's a good one. Center of yeah. Eternity had that creepy kind of Sabbath factor with the bell and the chanting, and yeah. there's kind of some happiness there. And it's almost like so tired wasn't bad, but to me it was a dude. It was an attempt. At, uh, <laughs> so tired is totally. It's 
okay, lyrically, it's a very emotionally heavy song. It's probably, it's kind of like She's Gone, I guess, like losing, losing yeah. a woman kind of thing. But the song's so tired, it almost sounds like you could just see Ozzy singing it with like a nine millimeter in his face, <laughs> like, I want to sing this song, but I'll do it for the money. The first two albums had good, slow songs on it. Yeah, that was a- Goodbye to Romance. Great song. And then on. Uh, that was too much. That was almost to the point of, oh, fuck. I'm going to kill myself if I have to listen to this fucking which song. Which one? Goodbye to Romance or no, no, So no, Tired? So Tired. Yeah, So Tired it, to me was a bad version of Goodbye to Romance, is basically what it, it is. It's a cool tune in terms of what it represents, in terms of heartbreak and that kind of thing. Yeah. But when you listen to it, you're just like, oh, my God, pull the trigger. Please I just felt like Ozzy it. felt like he needed to have one ballady type song on every album because he'd already done it on the first two albums so he's like okay well and to me this was uh, just wasn't as good as the well, other you know that's what happens when you get yes men that are like no you, you know your ballads sell a shitload you need to do more ballads do another ballad on this this will make you a million dollars and then we can make money off of you and be a sponge and a parasite but his, his formula is pretty much the same though it starts yeah. off with a really faster hard rock in the suck with Mark at the moon yeah it sucks you in and I really, yeah. Center of Eternity's is great. Slow Down's pretty good. Waiting for Darkness, I thought was awesome. I thought that's probably the big yeah. one. Yeah. Probably, probably the best hidden, or not hidden. Uh, deep Cut? Deep Cut. Yes, yeah. I would agree. Waiting for Darkness. Pocket the fucking moon. There's your Loverboy reference, Russell. Yeah. Why don't you turn me loose? It's <laughs> a great riff. That's a very cool progressive kind of riff, yeah. Very eighties. They're really cool. Yeah. Closer. Yeah. Hashtag we'll have to do a new episode. Killer closers. That sort of redefined the way his sound was. Kind of. This album. It was, was still kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like Randy's sound was very specific to Randy, but it's like Jake almost kind of took sort of what Randy had already developed and kind of tweaked it a little bit. Because it still had that same kind of melody, and it still had that 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 riff has got a lot of power, and that oh, yeah. that kind of playing is not easy to do. It was more modern sounding, but it it still had a yeah. certain fullness to it. Like I mean, because that that kind of riff more into that eighties, yeah, rock metal. It expanded it kind of. Yeah. It sort of took what Randy did and kind of opened it up a little bit, right? Yeah. Well, Randy was working with a clean slate, you know. At least Jake had a format that had already been developed to go from a template to, yeah, yeah template. he had something to work with yeah. well the first two were were definitely more raw yeah yeah for sure this one it was probably much higher budget because yeah. he probably made some little, money off those first yeah two. and definitely yeah. a little more orchestration i mean yeah. it was like i think is i think any musician and any artist would agree that if you have the bandwidth and the resources to go deeper or more developed or more swanky if you will why not and so right. that's basically what 
Jake did. Do we want to go back to the remember the awesome video for Bark at the Moon? That was a great video. <laughs> Man, when I saw that as a kid, I was like, holy fuck. Well, what that was fuck? one of the first videos where they actually really kind of tried to make a little movie out of it. Yeah. You know, with the special Like effects a representation of the lyrics yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, everybody was trying to copy Michael Jackson. Thriller. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I mean, it's like, it's almost like Ozzy was like, hey, hold my. Hold my vodka. Hold my cocaine straw. Yeah. Do you say coke straw? He fancies a bump. Fancies. <laughs> it's not referring to tits. It's referring to something else entirely. You've seen the dirt, right? The Motley Crue movie. I don't say. Is that some code for anal? I've seen about half of it. Uh, when when they meet Oz, the when they're on yeah, tour with Ozzy, yeah, he's like, hotel. I fancy yeah. a bump. <laughs> fancy a bump. <laughs> he can tell the story to see ants. <laughs> because why wouldn't you? Off of, off of Ultimate Sin, which, by the way, is also tangentially related talk to Metallica. Talk to your Uncle Ozzy. we talked about it. Do what? He says, come talk to your Uncle Ozzy. <laughs> Uncle Ozzy? <laughs> now, he's an uncle I would be cool to have, because my uncles were definitely not as cool as Ozzy. Phil Susan was on bass on that one, and Randy Castillo on drums. I feel like, uh, I want to say that I think Phil was at one of the, at the Rockin' Pod when we were there. Billy, do you remember that? Was he? Maybe I hallucinated that fact, and maybe I'm just saying that because I have to frost. I can't remember. You would know before I would. I feel like he was, but I feel like I can't completely remember. I love this album, too. Ultimate Sin? Yeah. For an opener, and I think we did have this on our Killer Openers episode, but the yeah. title track is a fucking monster. It's a great song, and uh, Killer of Giants. That's a good one. Great Killer of Giants yeah. is killer. Yeah. Fool Like You has got a- Shot in the Dark, obviously. Which is weird. I didn't know Shot in the Dark was a closer. I figured that was like a number a two track. Two, yeah. yeah. That's what you, anybody would think. Oh, I remember Thank God for the Bomb, too. I remember that. Oh, yeah. It's been a long time since I listened to this. That one. might be a good uh, deep track. A dive. Too. Yeah. I think Fool Like You was probably my favorite on that. I was, other than other than the title track. I really like the guitar on Killer of Giants. And I hate to do this, but I do have to go for us, but I'll do it before I'll be back, before the actual distorted part comes in. Stand by. Metal Nerdy ASMR. Metal Nerdery Urinary ASMR. intro for sure
He's not talking about the green giant, right? I don't think so. I don't want a killer of vegan giants. No. Or sprout. But, um... Do you think the broccoli screams when people pull it out of the ground? You know, I was sitting here listening to this, and I had a strange, kind of almost morbid thought, but... It's called a boner. I hate, you know, we obviously hate the fact that Randy Rhodes left left this earth. Too soon. Yeah, but... It seemed like he got it now it might have been fantastic had he stayed and it might have just got better and better, but you had different eras of Ozzy with the guitar players because his sound changed yeah. with each guitar player. It continued player. to evolve with yeah. each one. And it's almost like a I won't say blessing, but that we had the different guitar players. Not that anybody got kicked out or fired or died or whatever, but the fact that he did have multiple genius guitar players, I think really helped his albums not to become stale. Sure. I can see that. And monotonous, you know. Well, you know, and even kind of going back to our last episode with with the Dio stuff, you know, it's like, because Dio kind of kept guitar players sort of cycling through for a bit, you know, with Vivian, with Craig Goldie, and then with, of course, Rowan Robertson. Doing that, I guess, kind of keeps things fresh, because, I mean, I think, honestly, had had nothing happened to Randy, I think Ozzy would have probably been with Randy like he's been with Sharon just fucking forever. But I think because it didn't happen that way, because remember after Randy passed, Ozzy was just kind of like, fuck it, man. I'm going to go check out and get shit faced every day, 24 seven for the next six months. And that's what he did until Sharon finally dragged him back out and said, all right, you got to put things back together and get back out there. And so that's what he did with Jake. And of course now we're here where we're doing lightning strikes or fool like you. I'd like to hear Fool Like You, if that's possible. Or Lightning Strikes. Either way, that's also good. Was one of the first uh, Ozzy shirts I ever bought. Was oh, that, really? That? Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Eighth grade, or yeah, sure. Eighth grade yep. or something. I don't know how much hairspray that bitch had to use to keep her hair up, but damn, it was special. Probably a lot. <laughs> the window looking full like you, yeah, full like you's a good one too. Those harmonics are sick as shit, man. Next time he comes to town, I'm taking him. Yeah, I think we need to go to Jake Ely's fun to watch. Honestly, even at I was going to say 60 Ozzie, years old. Jake Ely is. Awesome. And being 20 feet away from him in a small club, yeah. that's awesome. Have you noticed how the riffs changed over time? Yeah. It still kind of maintained that darker factor. So, let me just... Hold it now. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Hold it now. Hold on. Come on. Okay, if you pictured one of the 80s hair bands singers in place of this, I mean, it's completely different. Because it's Ozzy, it's a little more metal. 
Yeah. So do you feel like Ozzy gets kind of a pass? Or do you feel like if it weren't Ozzy, it would sound like every other hair metal band? On the next album, really? I agree 100%. Sure. That Rest for the Wicked to me was a hair metal band. I get that. I see it. I'd have to listen to it more. I don't remember a lot of it, but... I think it's the least heavy. It's been a long time since I listened to this. But... I think it's great. But but think about it this way. Is it possible that Ozzy made that acceptable? Because for a lot of people, a lot of people shit all over hair metal. And it's like hair metal had... Yeah, they had the pretty front men with the, you know, oh, the ballady vocals. And then they had the shredder guitar players to make the guys happy. Like, all right, the dude can fucking play. I've- well, this is the same thing. It's just Ozzy's the front man. So yeah, it makes it well, a little I more metal. will tell you. But it's almost like making Black Sabbath a hair metal band. Not no, necessarily. In a way. No, no. This you is don't way think? different than Black Sabbath. But but I'm saying it's no, like you're not saying this is way <laughs> different. No, but I'm saying if, if Ozzy's doing his solo shit and it has that kind of hair metal feel, it's almost like pull up a photo. <laughs> just just type in <laughs> type in no rest for wicked tour Ozzy or something. And look at an image tour. and you'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah, Zach looked like a total. The beard made him look non hair metal, and Ozzy looked like a truck driver in drag. <laughs> <laughs> that analogy will never get old. He Nick. said it himself. Those were his words. I was watching something today, and I swear to God, I was like, "Holy shit!" It nailed it. Yeah, if that's you can it. Find a picture of him. He wears <laughs> these yellow sequins, <laughs> almost dresses with fringes. That's not. That's not what I'm talking about. I'll have to find one. But uh, yeah, when he's wearing all that yellow sequin stuff, and his hair is frosted. Yeah, and piled super high. By, by the way, just to clarify, when Russell's talking about Ozzy's hair being frosted, he's not referring to it as we refer to frosting, which Nobody means pee. Peed on his hair. Nobody peed in Ozzy's hair, so let's just clarify that right no, now. He had frosted tips. No, fr- tips. Yeah, that's what it's called when you take your hair, put it through this little thing. What about the flaps? It. Do you think the flaps were out? Yeah, I'm do you not think he, Do you think he had frosted flaps? Maybe Sharon had frosted flaps. We'll talk about that on another episode. Tour, do tour, do the first one down I there. Oh, it didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to find it. But he he even went hair metal is my point behind all this. But, was- but I think he kind of made it. Well, here's the thing. That was already happening regardless. Right. And like him and Dio to some extent were kind of also in that space already. But it's like at that point. They really could do no wrong because it's kind of like, all right, fine, fuck it. We'll just surf the hair metal wave while it's going. We're not hair metal. We're darker than that. But, but do you right. know why I like No More Tears so much better? Why? Because he went back to the black clothes, sunglasses. It quit frosting his hair. His hair was black. Just again. straight out metal kind of. He just went back to raw. Mr. Scary Ozzy guy, you right. know, versus the truck driver. Hello, right. Mr. Scary Ozzy guy. Louder. But, you know, even Zach back then, he was shirtless with bell bottoms and snakeskin Well, he was a kid. I mean, yeah, he, he was, was 19. He was a fucking newbie at that point. Yeah. Now he's like a fucking Viking that's got a beard that makes Kerry King look like he's got like a day's worth of, you know. I hadn't shaved in a couple of days. Really? My beard's all the way down to my ankles, bro. What are all you right. doing? Put your hair metal on. Like 
still kind of hear that's that like Sabbath. It's like rat. That's yeah. what I'm rat Sabbath. Oh shit. <laughs> Come on, Ozzy. But when everything on MTV is poison and Cinderella and Bon Jovi, on some level, I'm sh- I'm sure that his management, aka Sharon, yeah, probably saw that that was a gold mine and was like, you know what? We'd be really stupid not to take advantage of this. And yeah. to be fair, she's right. Well, and you saw a lot more girls wearing Ozzy Osbourne shirts. Yep. Shall we go to the Zachness? No rest. This was a weird one for me. This, this would was the be first the last one. one from the 80s, right? Yeah. This, so this would be the this end of like a 180 from yeah. all the other stuff. From the beginning, from the from oh, the yeah. Blizzard of Oz. Sure. Or, yeah. Well, this went very pop, very Sunset Strip kind of. I mean, it's still Ozzy. Yeah, but there were some riffs there that were still kind of had Sack. that darkness factor and they had that kind of Sabbath twingy. Uh, honestly, the riff impact. in Crazy Babies is a monster. Crazy. See, the, the deep cuts I picked on that were um, Breaking All the Rules and Bloodbath in Paradise. Bloodbath in Paradise. I think Fire in the Sky. I remember that one. That was a good one. Fire in the Sky was like a big radio hit, wasn't it? Yeah. It might have been. Yeah. Demon Alcohol, I think. Yeah, that one. I remember that. God, yeah. that's been forever, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a minute for sure. Oh, we missed the whole tribute thing, but I guess that's fine. That wasn't a studio album, so. It's oh, no, I album. We can go back. Yeah. Can't, that was can't after go back. You man. know what? We can time travel, Russell. Be the demon alcohol, ladies and gentlemen. Zach, on the note rest for the wicked. The pinch harmonic freak. They all had their own he always sounds. hits the squealies. Every every Ozzy guitar player had their own technique. I always remember the riff. I lost a bit of his abilities either. Sounds fantastic. When they recorded this, if I'm not mistaken, Zach was 19. 19? He was a kid. Yeah. yeah, he was a newbie for sure. He was like, I think that's what you call wet behind the ears. How do you even get into that? Somebody into the room. had seen him. Apparently, play. he and called Ozzy and said, "You need to try this guy out." Which is crazy because when yeah. when I first heard, because every time Ozzy would get a new guitar player, it was always kind of like a holy fuck, man. Ozzy's got incredible taste. What's this dude gonna sound like? Yeah. So it was almost like a raise in the bar every single time. So when Zach came on, it was like, and we heard him, it was like, God damn, that guy's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't have like the classical roots at uh, Jakey Lee or. Um, uh, no, but he had the shred for sure. Fast as shit. Oh, he yeah. played, but he played pentatonic like blues scales fast as he could play him too. Yeah, but he was, he was a shred. I mean, he was yeah. definitely a shredder, probably oh, more yeah. boxy and not as neoclassical as say yeah. maybe, you know, Randy or Jake. Yeah. But I mean. Shredder for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. almost like Iomi on Viking steroids, <laughs> kind of. 
I mean, I'm not saying that Tony Iommi is not the god of all metal because he is the god of all metal. Do not ever think that I ever said that Tony Iommi is not the god of all metal. You know, man, I heard a rumor. He's not the god of all metal. But she said that. But Zach did have that kind of that boxy pentatonic. Some of his riffs even yeah. kind of had that Tony Iommi feel to it. Yeah. Shall we hear the bloodbath in the paradise? I was somewhere in the middle of all this. Ozzy did the Lita Ford song too. Oh yeah. Oh boy. That was with Zach too. Wasn't it's it? called a power ballad, dear Russell. It involves you know vaginas and penises. You know it's a power ballad. It's like you can see like coitus happening on screen in the music video. That's a cool fucking riff. Listen to Slayer before you record that. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I can see that. how Ozzy let the each guitar player like whenever the new guitar player would come on it's like he kind of let them sort of flex and do their thing yeah and kind of let them sort of bring their brand yeah, to his sound it wasn't all the all Ozzy show yeah it wasn't like can you imagine being a 19 year old kid coming to play with Ozzy though because especially when Ozzy relied off of his previous guitar players to write so much <laughs> that's music. gotta be stressful man I mean think about that I can't even imagine. I got to be Tony and Randy and Jake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to come in and write all these songs and uh, with a guy who's been doing this since, you know, with Tony. But that would be a fucking Randy. honor, though, to be asked. Live. Yeah. Oh, he's got to play the old stuff live right. and write new shit. But to effectively be asked to say, hey, man, look, I, I, I think the way you play was fucking unbelievable. I want you to play my band. Okay. Yeah. I'd be all over that. And I get paid? <laughs> you mean I get to get paid and I get to fuck anybody I want and do drugs? Really? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Seriously. Oh, my God. Put, put too much emphasis on the, on, the, on the drug thing, man. I think you may have a problem. No, I don't have a problem. Have I've, a checked tra- ah, yeah. I've checked the track. I've checked the track. Alex, can we, get a, can we get a reading? Ooh, I'm sorry, Russell, but I think Matthew is correct. Hold He's on. checked the tracker. And we're going to get a second opinion here from... Hold on. What say ye? <laughs> Ooh, I'm sorry. That's correct, Billiam. Thank you. Freaking idiot. Sorry. Yeah, Ozzy's drug and alcohol usage is uh, 
No big shocker. It's actually fucking legendary, which is a code for don't do what Ozzy did because you won't survive it. But I actually read Ozzy's autobiography, and I can't remember the name of it, so don't ask, ask me to quote it. But there was a, a point where he went to go see his doctor, I guess, when he's like our age, like late 40s, early 50s or whatever. His Real, doc- early 50s. And his doctor's like, um, yeah, I don't know how to tell you this, but your cholesterol is a little bit elevated. But other than that, you're totally fine. Can you imagine hearing that? All the shit they did, you know, cocaine and 4 by 12 guitar cabinets in the 70s. Yeah. All those drugs and shit they did. Yeah, cholesterol's a little big. Yeah. That means well, he's a god. They're preserved. Yeah. He's pickled by this point. Pickled. Live forever. Like, maybe one day Coca-Cola will bring it back, the original formula. I don't know. We'll check the drug tracker on that, too. We'll make an entry. When that happens, we'll update it. Word. And then maybe Ozzy will live forever. Yeah, he snorted ants one time, I think, when he was on tour with Motley Crue. I All don't right. know if that was when they did uh, We're Star. <laughs> it might have been when they did that. All right. Ozzy's 10 craziest moments. Okay. Oh, oh boy. Oh, jeez. Rock and roll hotel carnage while staying in the four seat. And this is uh, loudersound.com. Ozzy Osbourne's 10 Craziest Moments. Rock and Roll Hotel Carnage. Whilst staying in the Four Seasons with guitarist Zach Wild, aboard Ozzy came up with the idea to throw the TV out of the window and possibly the most classic rock and roll move in history. Well, that's funny because that's older Ozzy. You know, that was with Zach Wild. Yeah. That wasn't like young Black Sabbath or. Yeah, that would have been 33 years ago, Ozzy. So that would have been. No. 88. That's right. 33. Yeah. So that'd be 40s ish, like our age. About 40 years old. Midlife crisis, middle age. (laughs) Wow. He ripped the window open. He ripped the window open, picked it up, and threw it out without a second thought. Ozzy described the moment it hit the ground as an explosion. It went like a bomb. Little did they realize at the time there was a man smoking a cigarette outside the hotel who Ozzy was seconds away from killing. With the high-impact TV. Not only did Ozzy pay for the TV, he had to pay three months' worth of time for the room, which added up to cover to over 40,000 pounds in damages. Three months' worth of time for the room? Wow. Throwing a fucking TV out the window? He almost killed somebody. Yeah. Yeah, but he didn't, so... When Ozzy's first wife, Thelma, went into labor for Ozzy's first child, she insisted he drive her to the hospital as she needed to get there as soon as possible. Unfortunately, Ozzy was far too fucked up to drive, and on top of that, didn't actually own a driver's license. He obliged anyway, and she gave birth to the child later on that day. Yes, because a piece of paper issued to you by a municipality determines whether or not you're actually physically capable of driving a car. We all know about number eight. Pissing on the Alamo. Yeah. Yeah. Party at the White House. And I remember seeing him stand up and, uh, yeah, it was like stand 2002. So that was during the Bush. W, the W era. Yeah. Bush too. I think I do remember that. I think I'm actually, let me back up. I think that was actually, uh, hold on. <laughs> At the height of the Osborne's second wave of popularity in 2002, Ozzy and Sharon were invited to the esteemed correspondence dinner, I guess a correspondent of metal, at the White House by Fox News. Ozzy got incredibly drunk, shocker, 
jumped around on his table and even pushed George W. Bush so far to mutter, quote, this might have been a mistake. <laughs> yeah. I Derp. I remember that. Multiple media outlets at the time describing the meeting as, quote, unlikely. At the dinner, Bush quipped Wilts to making a speech, quote, Ozzy, mom loves your stuff. <laughs> making Barbara Bush one of Black Sabbath's highest profile fans. Oh, isn't that interesting? Previous job experience. <laughs> Testing car horns? <laughs> Louder! <laughs> I mean, that's the guy you want. Drug oh, yeah. Vicka. He was, Vicka is he a just got out of jail before he started singing for Sabbath. I remember hearing that. How weird of a fucking life would that be? Like one day you're in jail and then the next day like, you know, oh, fucking singing for the greatest heavy metal band on planet Earth. He stole a television and he spent time six weeks in prison. It's crazy. Gets out and joins Waxo. Checks an ad, right? Yeah. Right. Ozzy Zig seeks gig. Of course, biting the dove's head off at the CBS Records meeting. That's probably the most famous. I thought that would be number one. They're saying biting the bat's head off. Well, I guess because he had head, to get had, had rabies shots to go with it. Rabies yeah. shots, yeah. Or tetanus. Or both. Yeah. Perhaps both. I think he said he got 21 shots in the stomach. Ouch. That would suck. Yeah, that would kind of suck. A lot. So quite a lot. Call this the eighties Aussie episode. I think that's reasonable. Yeah. Not that there won't be another part of the Aussie saga. But there will be eventually. But I think at this point we've covered the eighties. Shall we leave on something super obscure? Anything sure. else you can think of? Ah, super obscure. Anything Iron Man. Like- yeah, I ain't never heard of that. <laughs> man, that's a deep cut, man. My my cousin Bo Cephas ain't never heard of Iron Man. It's Maybe like a, a deep cut for him. Believer? Believer's a good one. Slap in the face. I'd really heard riffs like that before. I know when he does it live, he hits the kill switch on it a lot, and I love it when he's holding oh, the toggle switch. Up. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, da, 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 da. I love that. Oh, yeah, cool! It's great. One of the uh, on the remix version of Blizzard that you were playing earlier when we first started, mm-hmm. um, or the remastered, excuse me, uh, a bunch of live songs at the end. Yeah, 
I can't remember which one it was, but you know, Randy's known for putting fills in between almost every riff, just like little quick lead trills kind of thing. This yeah. particular song, he went nuts. Like it, <laughs> it was almost overdone. It's almost like he might have had a few too big, too like, many. Like beers. he went, like he had total lead guitar syndrome. Yeah, he went total lead <laughs> guitar syndrome, and and, and which har- is awesome. Pinch harmonics, like sometimes he would just leave a note hanging there just to leave it. You know, it's, it yeah, was, but Randy could really do no wrong. I mean, yeah. pretty much anything he plays is going to be fucking awesome. Right. It's like, all right, go for it, bro. Ozzy twenty twenty one. Okay, there's a. Yeah, we're he's looking. Got, he's already started writing. I think. If you're wow. A famous musician or a rock star or anything, anybody who makes money playing music for a living and you didn't write something in this last year, you're crazy because you True. haven't been able to tour. But to be fair with Ozzy, he got the lovely fun of being diagnosed with Parkinson's, Parkinson's disease, joy, right. but he's also the, one of the kings of metal, the kings of the founders of metal. So I would imagine that if he puts out anything, it's going to be fucking badass members of Foo Fighters Metallica and more and then boom it's gonna be fucking kick ass that's probably gonna be oh Robert Tejillo that's easy that might be like the ultimate swan song Ozzy album possibly I don't wanna say that but I think get all his living we're all smart enough to know what's coming so that could be sounds like the next uh, Ozzy album could be absolutely kick ass with an all star cast I think we can all agree that that Ozzy Osbourne is a blessing. He is a blessing for sure. Indeed. God listens to Slayer and Ozzy, but he listens to Ozzy first because Ozzy came out first, but also Slayer, but mainly Ozzy. Anyway, are we done, gents? We're done. The Ozzy go. 80s episode? Indeed. All right. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for listening and continue to check us out on Metal Nerdery Podcast on the Facebook, on the Instagram. You can email us at metalnerdery at gmail.com. You can buy our shit like Mr. Laryngitis mentioned earlier at metalnerdery.com slash merch. And uh, we will see you on the next. On the next. On the next. Later. Later, taters. See you. Ta-ta. Thanks, boys. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody. This is Gazer, the butler. <laughs> You're listening to Metal Nerdery. Go buy this shit at meltonerdery.com slash merch. I've got to go get merely some more pasta sauce. Mm. You can also go to meltonerdery.com slash episodes, a podcast, or whatever the fuck it's called today. Right. But now I've got to go write some songs and resurrect John, Paul, George, and Ringo. Anyway. I think it's the nuts in my mouth that made me forget. <laughs> <laughs>